The IMG Roadmap is the only podcast dedicated to coaching international medical graduates and success blueprints for this unique pathway. I am Dr. Nina Loom, your host, a previous IMG turned hospital medicine physician, healthcare administrator, speaker, and coach. I empower, encourage, and equip you with actionable steps that you can take towards the residency position of your dreams. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the IMG Roadmap Podcast. Today's guest is Dr. Isabella Mulango. She's an internal medicine PGY-1, starting PGY-2, coming here in July of 2021. So welcome on the show, Dr. Mulango. How are you doing today? We're so excited to have you. Hi, Dr. Nina. Thank you for having me. It's an awesome day to be on IMG Roadmap to share my experience with you. It's my pleasure. So please tell us something about yourself, maybe what makes you an IMG, your country of origin, where you went to medical school. Give us that background so that we can easily relate with you. So my name is Dr. Isabel Mulango, aka Dr. Sunshine. I'm from Cameroon. I did my medical studies there worked there for a while, then moved to the U.S., and right now I'm in residency. So that's just a summary of who I am. Right. Well, so what year did you finish medical school in Cameroon? Um, I graduated some years back, 2014, and uh, yeah, 2014. Okay. And then what year did you move to the States? I've been in the state prior to graduation. I've been in the state before. I was doing school there, then vacation in the U.S. So I've been in the state prior. Then I had to finish medical school, then ask myself, what do I want to do? Do I want to move here and practice in the U.S. full time, or do I want to practice back in Cameroon? So that was a choice for me. What do I have to do? So I had some years to go back and forth on that. So when I decided um, that I want to practice in the U.S., I had to think about taking the boards, what the, 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 the course was. I didn't really have enough knowledge about how much it would take and what resources I needed at the time, looking back. Yeah. So you finished in 2014 medical school that is like officially graduating. When did you take the first exams or all the exams? How did you structure those out? Um, I think I worked first in Cameroon as a general practitioner. Then I moved here during my vacation time to prepare for the board. At the time, I would say this is where IMG Roadmap makes a difference. Before, we didn't have that. You just can act around, you talk to people who are practicing here. But there wasn't a defined path with a curriculum for a foreign medical graduate to follow. So you had to really sit down and decide what works for you. And I started studying for my board. Then I had to go back to work because it was vacation time. So just doing that itself, I I didn't think it was a good plan just by that. It didn't set me up for success, I would say that. Right, I get your point. So you were sort of, doing several things at once. You were still working in Cameroon. 
while studying for your boards and then spending your some of your time in the States. So you weren't really in a dedicated environment or you weren't in a dedicated study period. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. And how did that affect your, what you would consider your overall performance on those board exams? Do you think that affected you negatively or looking back, what would you do different? I think my overall performance, it was poor. I didn't give it the time I thought it deserved. I just thought, well, just study, go take your board exams, and you're done. So that reflected poorly on my scores. So I said, doing if I had to do it differently, I'll have a better schedule and say, this is what I want to do. Put the time, get the questions, do the, 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 the question banks, take assessment tests, and evaluate that performance over time, get a table that you will follow and see how you progress over time rather than rushing to take the boards just in the sense that you have a timeline that you didn't take time to really establish your goals in a timely, friendly manner. That is what I'm going to change. Get your goal set, then put the time you want to do it. Don't just rush to take the boards. Study for the board. Say I'm giving myself six months I'm giving myself a year because you could be working while doing that, but have a timetable that you follow strictly and it should be realistic. Right. I agree with you. Um, basically what you're saying is, you know, this is something that IMG should not just like stumble into. You should have a plan and an understanding of what you're getting into because it's just not about taking an exam. I can see coming from Cameroon, it's, we may think, well, I just have to pass the exam. It's just not a pass that's being asked of you. It's doing extremely well. Even after the numerical score goes away on step one, there'll still be one on step two. So it's still about being strategic and having a roadmap for your personal success and knowing exactly what comes next and planning for it accordingly, just like what you're saying, Dr. Malango. Um, and I and I appreciate that you know we we learn from experiences like yours because you are now on the other side and you're looking back and giving us insight from what you could have done differently so that the listener can take that advice and consider it you know, strongly when they're starting out their own journey. I mean, I think that's the point, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We have, at the time there was step one, CK, um, start step two, CK and step two, CS. Those exams are spread out you have to know when the results are coming out. Some you take them, the exam results count out in three weeks. Others like CS count out in three months. You have to ask yourself, I, I'm going to take this exam. When do I plan to match? When do I plan to, to, to apply for residency? So you have your, your, your scores out on time, your application package ready on time. You submit. We had um, issues like your scores coming out, but they are late in the season because you didn't factor all of that right from the beginning. So it's like you said, it's not about taking the exam. It's when to take the exam, how to take the exam, at what particular times of the year, giving your own personalized schedule. Yeah, I mean, I agree 100% because planning is like half the battle. And if anybody moves into the States, guys, if you're listening, you need to understand the calendar for the U.S. academic system first. 
And you need to understand the calendar for residency application. And then you need to backtrack and work your way onto um, your own personal plan. So one way that I've made this easy for most IMGs is I created a calendar actually that helps IMGs kind of determine what they could do at every point of the year to work towards their plan to match into residency. And that is available on drninaloom.com slash calendar. So just for anybody listening that's interested in that. But back to your story, Dr. Malongo. So you did eventually complete step one, step two CS, step two CK. Can you tell us a little bit about how those tests were for you? Maybe how you performed? Did you encounter any problems along the way with those? Yeah, I think for me, um, step one was definitely difficult in terms of I graduated medical school a long time ago. And um, this, the, 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 the sciences, you did that in first year or second year of med school. And this was a long time for me. So just going back to start studying all that material to pass the test was something that I had a challenge with. I had to, you know, align myself with studying a particular way to grab this concept once again because I'd lost touch with that. So step one basically was the, the, the determining factor for me. When I got that out of the way, now it's a, it was a matter of timing. When do I want to take step two CK? When do I want to take step two CK, CS to meet up with um, residency application? So doing that, number one, timetable, which I emphasize a lot. Two will be the resources you need. And three will be the financial aspect of it. So moving into a new place in terms of settling down, how do you manage your personal finances with your academic finances, as well as the fourth part was your mental state. Where are you mentally? Because this is not a clear path. It will be different for everyone. Some people have worked a few years. Others are just living um, medical school straight from the islands or from another country. So where are you mentally? What support system do you have to keep you in that space to be able to achieve your goals? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think a great deal of planning goes a long way with assisting IMGs. And like you mentioned, I mean, financial planning is a huge part of it. Um, and then emotional planning, like you need support. Um, I've noticed that most of the IMGs that do really well through this process is those who have the most support. And so this is a time to not be on your own, but it's a time to seek help and to ask for, you know, people that do care about you um, to indeed show you the ropes, right? Like to help you out, whether it's with just being there for you or whether yeah. it's financially supporting you or easing off your burden in one way or the other, especially if you just move to the States just to do this. So I think that that's a really important point as well. So, um, yeah, go ahead. I said that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So usually on the podcast, we like to hear sort of your match story. Can you give us a little bit of a rundown what that process was like for you? How many times did you have to apply and, and how did, how was that for you? So for me, um, during my March year, when I finished my, my, my boards, I realized my step 2 CS came out very late into the season. 
So I decided that I'm not going to apply that year because I just thought I missed that opportunity. So it was really heartbreaking for me to make that decision. Then I decided to, you know, gather my, uh, my resume, fix it up, reach out to people, do some research in the meantime to prepare for next year. Then I prepared to do step three because I wanted to improve my chances of matching. Given that at, um, my year of graduation was more than three years and I'd taken this time off, I had to account for something. So I did some research and I used that year to do step three. So now the following year I'm, I've done, I've passed step three. My resume, everything is on time. And I submitted my applications for, for residency. And the research you have to do is find out which programs, they talk about IMG friendly programs. I don't think that's the main thing we should be looking at. You're looking at where do you want to leave? Where do you see yourself in the next three years? Do you have support system in that place? What kind of uh, uh, residency program do you want to apply at? Are you doing just one program or you're doing just more than one? For me, I applied into more than one specialty just to improve my chances of matching because I looked at it as, yes, I have a passion for medicine, for internal medicine, but I could do something else. If I didn't have internal medicine, I could apply for family medicine. You know, at the end of the day, it's me practicing medicine. You can always tailor your particular specialty as you advance. So get the residency first. Maybe that's not your first choice, but getting to residency is was very important for me. Either way, family medicine, internal medicine, for me, I looked at it as it's medicine at the end of the day. The goal is taking care of people, taking care of patients, and helping in healing the population. So it didn't matter what specialty. So I applied to more than one specialty in more than one region in the country. I was ready to move anywhere. So that's something that um, most people are not blessed with. Maybe they have family, they cannot move to another state, or they are restricted to certain regions and things like that. So I applied that year and thank God I had some interviews. I talked to other doctors, other um, residents to help prep me. I think I, I talked to you, Dr. Nina M.G. Robmask was a big guide. For me, after my step two CS, you, you advised me get your step three out of the way to increase your chances of matching. IMG roadmap was there. You, they, they created this schedule for me and there were resources that I could use to help research which programs I could apply to and which areas are looking for uh, the high, uh, more spots available based on the statistics that we have on, on the website. So IMG roadmap did that and I followed it and I think it helped me to target my energy where I needed it most and where the probability of me having my outcome was um, highest. So doing that, I applied in more than one specialty. I had step three and I was willing to do the work, listen to criticism, 
listen to corrections, talk to people, and that helped shape, shape me. And I was ready for these interviews, which I went to, and I just looked out like, what happens next? I've done my part. The rest can happen. So I think going with that approach and asking yourself, what do I want? What is available to me? And what choices can I make is very important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Because I think a lot of times, you know, as IMGs, we don't even know what is available to us. And then we don't know how to leverage it. And then sometimes, like you said, we have to be flexible in what we really want. For those of us that are passionate about taking care of humans and changing the pain and suffering that people experience being open to a plan B or a plan C. And for you, happily, you got your plan A, but you were also ready for a plan B should that have you know come up necessary. So I really appreciate you opening up about that. And you mentioned taking the IMG roadmap course and being a part of it. And my years are all tied up. Do you remember what year that was? Because like right now I'm thinking, what year was she? And I know you did, you did take it with me, but I'm thinking, was that 2018 or 2019? Do you remember? 2019. 2019. Yeah. And um, if you were to share with the audience, what are some key takeaways that you felt like was beneficial for you from that course? I think we had a cohort when you started it, IMG Roadmap course during that season. Yeah. There were few, there were, were many of us. We had the general class that we'll have, I think, is it weekly? You will tell us what is um, expected for the next um, session. We prepare, we come up with our questions, and we do the review. But what made it special was that after the class, you took time out to personalize it because we all are from different backgrounds with different scenarios with different experiences so you took time to personalize and say hey this is you this is where you are this is where you want to go how do we tell all your goals to meet reality you brought that picture in few statements in few steps and you asked us to work with those few steps so it was a big picture, but you narrowed it down to a person. So I think that was one of the best things that happened with IMG Roadmap. It was personalized because we had people who just graduated. We had people who were currently living in the U.S. who had been off school. Year of graduation was 10 years. Year of graduation was five. Year of graduation was a few months. These are all eligible applicants, but how do you make your application good in the eyes of the residency program? That you help us do that during that course of time in preparation of um, the application season. So I think that's one of the key points for taking this review course with the IMG roadmap. That was, I think you should keep that up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I definitely will try. I'm continuing it. Um, this year we had a session in March and we have another one coming up. So definitely something I want to continue because I've seen the impact. I've seen what it's doing for students and I believe it's here to stay. Um, I just usually like to hear your perspective because it also helps me tailor the course to meet the needs in a way that I'm just really want their needs met, you know? So thanks for that feedback. 
Um, so another another question. So people are going to want to know how many programs did you apply into? How did you break them down from your plan A to your plan B? How many did you allocate to each? Can you just give us some ballpark numbers? Um, I think I applied to more than a hundred programs, and I applied to more than one specialty. So I decided I. I looked into which programs were based on scores, based on, you know, IMG friendliness, based on location. Then I sent in my application. That took me time to manually go through and find out these programs because you have to do your research. I attended a seminar where there was, um, I think it was family medicine um, um, symposium that residency programs are advertising themselves and talking about the whole residency stuff. I was there, went to the various boards, you know, to get an idea on what a program is offering and whether you're a good fit for that program. So you have to do that early on so that you can come up with a list. Is it internal medicine? Is it family medicine? Is it psychiatry? Is it pediatric? Make that list for yourself because there are so many programs but you want to do a targeted application. So coming up with that list, knowing your scores, knowing um, your, 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 the specialty you want to go into. Surgery is different from internal medicine, from family medicine, the scores that they require. And who says you can't break um, uh, 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 um, tradition? If you know you, are, you want to do a particular um, specialty, let your scores not limit you. There are other things than the scores that makes you eligible for the application. So find out what that is and get them. So your score should not be the limitation. And the next thing was applying to more than one specialty. What are you going to do with your resume? You have to tailor it to that specialty given that you're applying to more than one specialty, you have to be able to do that. So I was willing to go to any specialty, is it family medicine or internal medicine? For me, I looked at it as medicine, I'll be taking care of people. And I was willing to move to the state that I'll be accepted in. Right, right, uh, absolutely. Thanks for sharing those tips, Dr. Malongo. So let's get your final words of wisdom. What are some mantras for success that you live by or that you believe in? What is the thing that keeps you going when, you know, when the going gets tough, right? Because you were out for, you know, finished medical school in 2015 or 2014, but didn't really get into residency until 20, uh, 2020 then, right? Was it 2020 or 2019? Yeah. Yeah, 2020. So you so, had a gap of six years. I mean, I'm sure there were ups and downs, highs and lows. What is that mantra for your success? For me, I go with problems are meant to be solved, rule number one. Just looking at that, it, it takes the weight off. If I'm faced with something, I tell myself problems are meant to be solved. Now it's my role to find out how to solve that problem. Don't think all oh, the world is against you. It's, it's, it's one step away. That's one of the mantras I live with. And the next one is 
get the support that you need. I think one of the things we, we talk about social determinants of health. I'm coining the term social determinants of success. That will be my next book. Social <laughs> success. These are things other than you passing your exams, doing well in class, that will help you to be who you want to be. You may be smart, but you don't have the network, the support system to guide you through. I think medicine is like an apprenticeship. You have a mentor. It's like being a mechanic. You go to the shop. You see how they dismantle the cars. You learn it. That's how medicine is. You may read and pass the exams. You have to have that personalized touch with people to be able to heal them, to be able to listen, to be able to transcend what their complaints are to what the solutions could be. So you have to have the social aspect. Are you ready? Because by the time you're getting to residency for medical school, you're an adult. You have other things other than med school that's happening in your life, personally. You have to have that in check because you want to be in a place where you're giving your all and residency or the application process, the boards, it takes time. It takes a toll on you. You may have setbacks. Is it score, low scores? Is it failure? Is it multiple attempts? Is it the family not being supportive? But you take all that and harness it and do the work that it takes to get to where you want to get to. So I'm saying be as smart as you can be, but you need the support. You need the mental man to be there. And you need social determinants of success to get you from med school to residency and beyond. Because it doesn't stop there. After right. that, you're thinking hospitalis, is it fellowship? What else? Is it personal life? So problems are meant to be solved and get the support that you need. Be humble. Thank you so much for those words of wisdom. How do we connect with you? Where and how, uh, you know, an IMG may be listening to this and they're thinking, you know, they're from Cameroon or some other country and they want to connect with you to ask more questions, gain some more insight on your path. How can they connect with you? Um, you can reach me via email. You could post my email on, 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 on your handle or I'm on Instagram. Dr. Sunshine Labelle, and um, that's just the easiest way to reach me, email or Instagram, we could share our experiences. I think every part, everybody's part is unique, but there are a lot of similarities, be it from Cameroon, from Africa, from Europe, from any part of the world, or just being in the U.S., because you have people who were born here but studied out of the country. So whatever your experiences are, they are unique. At the same time, somebody must have gone through it. So reach out, ask questions, research. And I think the IMG roadmap gives a clear path to answer those questions. Because most of the times you talk to people, they might have graduated a long time ago and have been in practice and have lost touch with the current um, guidelines or how to navigate um, being an IMG. 
So get, getting updated information is very, very important. Very, very important. Research, research, research. Don't be alone. Talk, reach out to people out of your comfort zone. You don't need to be a personal friend to that person. Go online, ask questions, and you will get in touch with somebody. You'll get in touch with people who know better. They say when you know better, you do better. So know better by asking questions and reaching out. Thank you so much, Dr. Nina. You're doing an awesome job making a clear path for IMG. It's easy to go online and read a lot of stuff. They're just coming to your site. You see it summarized. You're reachable. And you make medicine look easy. Thank you. No, thanks for thanks for coming on. And guys, if you're interested in the IMG Roadmap course, the link will be in the show notes, or you can go to imgroadmap.com to sign up for our new and developed uh, self-paced program, which will be coming with longitudinal life coaching sessions. So thank you so much, Dr. Isabella. We really appreciate you coming on. And we'll have your information in the show notes as well, guys. So you can click on her link. It's Dr. Underscore Sunshine LaBelle. She is on Instagram and she is there to connect with you as well if you want to reach out to her. So thank you so much, Dr. Isa. We wish you the very best. Thank you for having me.